This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We are coming live to you from the Tswane house. This being the headquarters of the city of Tswane. And we just heard earlier the executive mayor, Councillor William, uh, Randall Williams, giving the budget for the year 2021-2022. I am now joined by the member of the mayoral committee for finance, uh, Marilise Fury. Good morning. We've been seeing a lot of each other of late. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. I suppose, you know, uh, the mayor emphasizing that this budget is a tough balancing act. Uh, just, I mean, uh, share with the listeners some of the principles and priorities of this 2021-2022 uh, budget that we are hearing of, which will be debated in council uh, next week. Thank you. Yeah, it, indeed, it was a very tough, uh, tough budget to, to, to align both revenue and expenditure. And I'd like to start with revenue. Yeah. Um, we had to critically evaluate what is the possibility of the realistic revenue that we expect to, to, to collect in the budget year. Now, uh, I think the mayor touched on the fact that payment levels dropped in the 2020 year mm. to as low as 75%. We've managed to incre increase it systematically uh, the last six months up to 90% where it stands currently. But the budget has to be realistic in terms of what you expect to collect. And I always use the example of if I earn 100 Rand and I have to pay the taxman 20 Rand, I only have 80 Rand to spend. Yeah. I can't spend more than that. And that's the principle. So we critically looked at revenue. We looked at what was the possibility in the economic environment that we are in. And we ended up with a 92% payment level for the, for the new year. That resulted in the fact that we critically had to review the expenditure on this, on the, because if you don't have the money, you can't spend it. Absolutely. So we, so we critically had to look at how do we spend the money, look at efficiency gains, uh, and I think the mayor in his speech touched on some of those issues. In other words, look at contracts for value for money, relook consultant appointments so that it's only focused on service delivery and capital projects. Uh, cut down on what we call cost containment. Yes. No traveling, no entertainment, no refreshments, <laughs> nothing like that. Because those are, and it's small amounts, but they add up. Uh, eventually, eventually, over time, over you, time. you've got to do that. And I mean, uh, we also know that at some point when you took over um, as, as, as the mayoral committee in 2020, there were talks of a budget deficit as well that was uh, looming quite large and ballooning within yes. the city. How, how, how have you handled that uh, currently and where does the city stand insofar as questions of a budget deficit are concerned? Well, there was definitely, there was a four, over 4 billion operating deficit for the 2019-2020 financial year. That had a serious impact on the availability of cash that the city has to cover its monthly liabilities. So much so that at a, at, and it's still, it's, still a, it's still a problem, and I'll get to that in a moment. Mm. That's your cash reserves that you build up to cover your liabilities. It fell below a half a month. Now, in a city the size of Tuane, you have to have sufficient cash reserves 
to cover your liabilities. Right. Now, that was not there. So uh, the adjustments budget that we approved in January was the first step to realign, to begin to realign the revenue and the expenditure um, at, on a realistic level. Because if your revenue is below what you originally budgeted for, you have to bring expenditure down within those levels. Mm. So the first step was the 2021 adjustments budget that begin to talk to financial constraints, begin to talk to, to affordability, etc. I think one thing that, that it was very clear, again, we realized this in 2016 when we came into power, the situation was very similar to what it was when we take, took back in November 20, 2020, is that it doesn't happen overnight. You don't resolve financial problems for the size of a city like Tswane in one year. Mm. You can't. Mm. It's a process, right? It's an absolute process. So that process has started with the, with the adjustments budget, and the next step is now in the new budget. I mean, from over 4 billion rands, where would you say you are now sitting in terms of that operating budget, well, I mean, the operating deficit? No, at the moment, the deficit, it's very difficult d during the course of the year because there's entries that come periodically, there's grant funding that come in periodically. So we make an estimate towards the end of the financial year, given cash flows, yes. given all of that. And it, it looks as if we will be in a balancing situation at the end of this financial Which year. Which is no? the end of June 2021. Yes, now, correct. the mayor also touched on the need to improve your credit ratings mm -hmm. as the city of Tswane. And we saw in April 2021, this year, where the city was downgraded by Moody's, citing in particular uh, weak liquidity and mm -hmm. significant salary costs. Uh, also citing the fact that cash and short-term investments, uh, you know, moved from about 2.2 billion rands in June 2020 to 1.1 billion rands in Feb 2021. What are you going to be putting in place to ensure you turn the situation around? But also, please, can you, uh, you know, tell our listeners why is it that these ratings are important for the city of Tswane as well? Well, well firstly, again, it, it, it touches on everything that I've just explained, how you need to have a realistic revenue, how you need to fund your expenditure within that realistic revenue. The, the Moody's rating came based mainly on the 2019-20 financial year. And as we've just discussed, the $4 billion deficit, yeah. the impact on your cash reserves uh, that dropped significantly. Um, it was most disappointing. After all the work we did from 2016, upgrading the city's uh, 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 credit rating annually, to go through this process where we're now downgraded again to a position lower than what it was in 2016. It is really disappointing. So, so all of the efforts that we are putting in to restore the financial health is based on improving the credit rating because the impact is that when you go out to the market to take up long-term loans to fund your capital inf infrastructure investment, the risk factor that they add onto the interest rate is based on your credit rating. So the lower your credit or the worse your credit rating is, the greater the margin. So it costs the city more to take up long-term loans. And who pays for that? The residents of Tony has to pay for it because it's part of your cost. So, so it is absolutely critical that we, in the shortest possible time, improve on that, on the numbers. Mm. And we, we've, we've uh, um, drafted the financial uh, plan 
to address the situation as we see it. And we have indicated short-term, medium-term and long-term interventions that we have to uh, uh, implement, the departments have to implement, to ensure that we as quickly as we possibly can and, I, and as I've just said, it doesn't happen overnight. No, absolutely. It takes time, yes. So as long as we've got the plans and they are implemented and we're going to monitor that implementation on a quarterly basis to make sure that the administration complies to what it is we require so that we can restore the health. I mean, COVID-19 has had a very devastating effect on how you do governance and mm-hmm. how you do revenue collection, mm-hmm. people losing jobs and then un- being unable to meet their bills, which affects what you can collect as a city. I mean, we also saw beginning of last year when the hard lockdown started, a need to prop up emergency services and infrastructure for the homeless, for example, ensuring that they are fed, they are housed properly and so <laughs> on within the right uh, specs in terms of making sure you know they are in, in a dignified space. When we, ha- when we hear talks of the third wave, uh, what are some of your worries as an MMC for finance uh, going forward for the city in terms of you know, revenue collection, people losing jobs, a possibility of higher uh, levels of uh, the lockdown? Look, I think um, I, I don't, well, nobody can predict the future. I do not know how serious the third wave will be. But based on the second wave, um, the reintroduction of lockdown was not to the level where we originally started, which meant that the teams can continue their work. Yes, we do things differently. Mm. We hold meetings online. Um, we, we, uh, but the people who are supposed to serve the public will be on the ground and service delivery will continue. Obviously, part of our resources has to be allocated towards uh, dealing with the pandemic particularly in the health department, but also in cleaning offices, et cetera, et cetera. And I think the mayor in the speech touched on a number of those interventions mm-hmm. and the costs associated with it. So, um, yes, we understand that it has. we have a responsibility towards COVID and the, and the, and the measures to prevent uh, a, a real spread of, of COVID. But we also understand service delivery cannot suffer. Absolutely. And uh, part of that service delivery is ensuring that the health department has enough money. 541 million rands put aside. Uh, just by way of conclusion, how, how much of that money is utilized for personnel versus what then gets utilized for service delivery in the health space within the city? Look, it's based on the the the. Uh, uh, organizational structure. It's based on the needs in terms of the number of clinics that they run. So it, there's a number of given costs involved in this, but then there's also additional costs such as preparing the vaccination sites that has all been put on the city's budget. Mm. It's a national health issue, but we have to fund it. All right. And that, I think it's something in the tune of something like 27 million in total that's going to cost us for the vaccination sites. So you're not getting anything from Treasury because they had said they would give provinces at least some money uh, to put up the vaccination rollout infrastructure. Up to now, no negotiation has been successful in securing any funding for the vaccination sites. Uh, but the, the discussions are still ongoing. I mean, next week we'll see the budget. That's probably when you will also have uh, an opportunity to table your views to the council. Uh, What are some of the key touch points you will be alluding to in the budget debate uh, next week? Well, look, we've we've gone to extensive lengths to uh, put the budget, the draft budget out to communities, to engage communities, to talk to us. 
We had a whole newspaper that is circulated at no cost through the record system, which which reaches about, uh, I think, about 400,000 inhabitants in, in Twani, where we put forward all the proposals that in terms of the draft budget, soliciting them and requesting them to come and talk to us. So in the report that will serve before council uh, when the budget is, is considered, will be feedback on all of those submissions that were made. Okay. And everybody is concerned about the electricity tariff and the water tariff and the, uh, and the, and the, suri- the uh, sewerage tariff that's linked to water, and we understand that. But we are in absolutely, uh, and the Afrikaans word is a drakhang. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how you can't <laughs> translate that quickly. But, okay. I mean, we are pressurized. We, that's a cost that we cannot avoid. You have to find ways yes. to create and generate uh, revenue. Unfortunately, uh, yes. Marilise, thank you so much for joining us uh, once more this morning here on Power Talk. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for the invite. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.